Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We're happy to welcome this week's guest, and there are two of them to discuss today's topic, which is how tracking your numbers correctly grows your business. How tracking your numbers correctly grows your business. Our first guest is Melissa Williams. Melissa is the head of content at Cinder, an automated accounting platform for businesses to manage their finances better, smarter, and faster. She used to manage her own content design and strategy business. And now, as Cinder's head of content, she aims to inform you about how efficient business management, e-commerce, SaaS accounting automation, smart invoicing, instant analytics, and reporting financial improvements. Hi, Melissa. Hi, thanks for having me. Excited to have you. In addition, we have Polly Sunderuk. Polly is the product manager of Cinder. She has worked in the fintech sphere for years where she has helped companies automate their bookkeeping process. Now, I'm not sure what fintech is, but hi, Polly. Hi there. Glad to be here. What is fintech? Oh, so uh, what is fintech? If, well, that's financial technology sphere. Financial, so okay, okay. It's uh, jargon, jargon, financial technology. <laughs> now, my, my first question revolves around Cinder as an all-in-one accounting solution. When I first read an overview of Cinder, I thought I was it was a bookkeeping platform like QuickBooks, and I thought, oh no, this is gonna be kind of a boring show. But after going to your website, I realized it's way more than that. You're able to leak analytics and a bunch of cool other stuff. So I'm sure you all can describe it better than I. So can you give me a quick overview of Cinder and why an e-commerce company should use it? Yeah, sure. So basically, um... Cinder went a long, long way to be at the point where it is now. Basically, we've started as just a solution to help businesses with automated bookkeeping, basically connecting sales platforms and sales channels, payment processors with the books for automated data import uh, to their books. Uh, But then we kind of realized that started working with different industries, uh, more focused, um, started to be more focused on e-commerce sphere and started to uh, listen to the pain points of e-com businesses. And um, we kind of came up with our own accounting solution for e-commerce, tailored specifically uh, for e-com sphere. And then we also understood that, um, well, having a good analytics uh, on your sales, on your business in general, you can manage your business much, you know, in a much better way. So we started to also analyze all of the data we're working with to provide businesses with these insights. So now Cinder is like a very robust solution for e-com businesses. So what data are you bringing in? What, what data are you bringing all together? Uh, basically, we're connecting like all of the sales channels the business has, uh, their books, um, 
and like we're working with like Amazon and Shopify and Stripe and PayPal and Square and Etsy and eBay, Walmart. So like big commerce, WooCommerce, like a huge, huge number of uh, uh, processors and sales channels and kind of we're combining them all and analyzing the data across channels, giving you all them in one place. So how much you're making, how much you're spending, is there web data as well? Uh, not a web data. We're right now kind of on the way to figure out what's the best way to, I mean, what else uh, can we give like e-commerce owners uh, on top of their like sales and their analytics. So many like, in many cases, what uh, people want to see is their ROAS and their conversions. So yeah, we're kind of on the way. So when dealing with numbers, it's a, it's a great point, but there's a, an age-old adage that says garbage in, garbage out. With your system, you're bringing in all those different sales from all the different channels you might have. Have you been, have you found that this is different than what most companies are, are doing with their numbers? And how does tracking these numbers help a company grow? Well, yeah. that's basically... Yeah, Melissa, go ahead. Sure. Oh, okay. I was just going to say one thing um, that's very different about the way we work than how a lot of companies, you know, um, a lot of companies right now are tracking their numbers in like spreadsheets and then uploading that to some, you know, their QuickBooks or Zero. The problem is if you're doing that, what if there's an error in that spreadsheet? Like maybe you transposed a number or, you know, something of that nature, and then you don't realize it until the end of the month when you get to your reconciliation or, you know, worst case scenario at the end of the year when you're getting all your paperwork together for taxes and haven't really looked at it. So the nice thing about Cinder is it grabs the numbers directly from each platform. So there's like, there's no, you know, no person is typing anything and it's literally coming directly from. So if you made $150 on Amazon, that number is coming right into your books. You don't have to, you know, double check it. You don't need to type it out anywhere. Um, it'll also pull out the fees, everything kind of categorized. So it just makes that process a lot easier. What are other companies who don't use Cinder doing? Are they having somebody who's in charge of these reports and putting it manually into QuickBooks? There are different scenarios, I would say. I mean, well, each business is unique. I'll say in average, it depends on the size of the business. I mean, obviously, the smaller the business is, the more, you know, day-to-day um, -day activity rests on the shoulder, um, on the on the shoulders of the um, business owner, right? And, you know, he or her, you know, they're the people who kind of uh, gather all the data, analyze them, and kind of go through um, composing numbers, understanding how their business is doing, you know, making the decisions. But uh, the bigger the company gets, the more, you know, roles start to be separated. And, you know, the bigger company gets, the more uh, additional, you know, specialist uh, company has. So like CFOs, and um, like accountants who are actually um, kind of helping this owner to analyze their businesses, their business like numbers, understand them and make better decisions. So I also, I saw on your website where you're offering a free report on the four KPIs that a company needs to track inside of an e-commerce company. Can you give us a sneak peek of those four key performance indicators and let listeners know how they could download that report? Yeah, so um, the four KPIs, um, two of them, we, we say, you know, sales, you want to track your uh, gross profits, 
Um, I'll let listeners go and download the report to get all four of them, but um, the report can be found right now if you go to our blog um, at the bottom of any of our blog articles. You can see there's a there's a banner there that'll let you download the report. Um, the great thing about this report, it'll tell you what the KPIs are, how you can track them, and then the reason you should and like what kind of changes you can make in your business as you you know, look at these numbers, like what exactly, um, what increases can you expect? What what ways can you use these numbers and these KPIs to make positive changes uh, for your e-commerce business? And what's the URL of your blog? It's cinder.com forward slash blog. And then just click on any of the articles in there and uh, it'll be right at the bottom. It's a yellow banner um, to get that report. Perfect. We'll get that into the show notes as well. Now, I also read on your website that you use the term data-driven insights a lot. Can you elaborate on what those data-driven insights are and how, how a company can use those insights to grow their business? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, basically, I'll, I'll, I think I'll just go with an example. So once we were talking to business owners, uh, and to like professionals in the sphere who help, you know, advising different uh, e-com businesses. Like we started to understand, for example, like one of the common, you know, examples we hear is that um, how to know which product to advertise. Because, well, that's a uh, import, that's an important question for, for the business, right? To understand, you know, which product or products or bundle they should, you know, invest more money. Too. So basically, what we hear a lot is that people advertise their new products or new collections. Uh, they kind of um, can see and go and advertise what's you know what's remaining in stock. So if I have something that's not selling, why don't I you know start advertising it a bit more so that it, you know starts selling? Or for example, just their best sellers. But what actually professionals say how it should be done? Um, you want to advertise products based on your profitability of the of the skew of the product or you know based on margins because you know it's very important to understand not just which product you know sells very often and uh, very good it's a question of um, what you earn selling this product um, some businesses do not uh, that will sound weird because it seems like well it's kind of logical to know okay this like product a costs me five bucks to kind of create or sell it or, to, or purchase it. And then I, you know, earn 10 bucks selling it. So I know that my profit here is $5 for each sale, but it's um, just because of the costs uh, tracking is so um, complex because, well, it, it can incorporate, it's easier for some businesses for like uh, people who just like sell, purchase things and sell them at a different price. Sure, it's, it's, it's an easier question. But uh, for construction businesses, uh, for like for different models of businesses, it may, may get really complex to track your costs and track your COGS properly, uh, which is why not every business understands what's their uh, margins on the, on the sales of the SKUs. And which is why that, that basically leads them to, you know, to advertising products that are not really giving them profit, which at the end of the day reduces their, their profit Kind of, they may have a lot of sales, but is there really? I mean, is the business really profitable? Not every business can answer that question because when you start, you know, dig deeper and then ask, you know, what's your cost for this product? Why started you advertise, you know, this product over that one? You but know, you, I would, um, I would think that would be 
really useful for Amazon sellers where they have, you know, especially if it's FBA sellers where they have storage fees and they, then they have advertising fees opposed to like a Shopify site where you're selling on your own. So do you work with a lot of Amazon FBA sellers? Yeah, we do work with Amazon FBA sellers just, and just people who sell uh, on the Amazon bots ship their goods, you know, with like uh, external providers. So yeah, we kind of try to help both these audiences. Now, if a business owner came to you all and said that they need to do a better job of tracking numbers, what would be, I guess, the first piece of actual advice you would give them? Uh, for example, well, first of all, it'll, it would be um, just a basic understanding of what is it they're tracking now so that we could, you know, give them what's what's missing. But uh, like in average, it's important to track your customer's LTV and uh, your average order value uh, because once you grow your uh, AOV, average order value, you start, um, well, you, you start selling more, you start earning more. It's super important to understand um, your like unit economics. So understand what are your costs per item? What are your costs per acquiring a new customer? Can you afford uh, to raise a uh, your marketing budget to kind of so? So these are the KPIs like LTV, CAC, LTV to CAC ratio, um, and like I guess margins per SKUs. These are very very important things that help you you know make better decisions on your business. You know, you, you touched on a great one there, the lifetime customer value. When people look at their paid advertising, a lot of times they're looking just at their initial ROAS, the profitability of that one sale versus what they've spent. Does your system then incorporate the lifetime value of a customer with the advertising calls? Uh, right now, kind of as we just started to go in the like KPIs and metrics, uh, like development, uh, we're we have a good understanding of what the market needs, but well, it just takes time to introduce all. As uh, like we mentioned on the very, at the very beginning, uh, we've started with just data synchronization app, and as Melissa mentioned, so what's special about us is that we work with you know your real financial data. So just understand like seeing what what is it uh, your actual sale that happens and how much money customer paid you for your, let's say, Shopify order paid by a tribe. So we know exactly what was the amount paid. So like we have this financial accuracy uh, once talking about your numbers. Uh, so it's very uh, kind of that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of a very uh, important part uh, here once we start talking about numbers. And um, now we have a lot of uh, sales analytics, customers analytics, products analytics. We kind of start to add up marketing piece to it to show you like ROAS versus like your sales so um, so you're, you're adding stuff on for that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. now if you guys could see it in the future 12 to 18 months how do you see e-commerce changing in regard to being able to track numbers and analytics i think well, like just the more education there is the better and we see that uh, well depending on the size of the business, um, these are the KPI or metric can be ignored. Well, uh, where actually should the business shouldn't ignore it. So I think um, one of the 
ways, I mean, where this whole thing is going is to um, kind of start, is for, for the business owners to e-commerce, like in the e-commerce sphere to better understand the numbers and why the numbers are needed. Yeah, and I think I'd add to that too, just, um, you know, the next 12 to 18 months, of course, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the recession and a lot of businesses are kind of concerned about this. And one thing that, you know, we're really trying to educate people on is that you can, you know, you need to know where you're at in order to, you know, stay in business and also grow your business. And so I just personally would love to see, you know, we talk to e-commerce businesses all the time and it's like, they don't know their numbers, which comes with a lot of like anxiety, I think, and just helping people to understand this is where I'm at. This is, you know, they, if they do need to work on something, having clear steps of like, okay, this is where I need to, you know, improve my, my costs are too high for this product. Either I need to stop selling it or find a new supplier or really just empowering the e-commerce business owners to make those good decisions and grow their businesses from a place of knowledge. Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. Now, personally, are there any business books out there that you could recommend for business owners that are listening? Yeah. So um, from like a, you know, branding marketing standpoint, I always recommend uh, Simon Sinek's, you know, The Power of Why. I know a lot of people have probably read it by now, but um, it is just a really great book for understanding, you know, why you're in business in the first place, why you're saying what you're saying. And then another book that I really like for uh, branding and story, like creating that brand story is Donald Miller's um, the uh, storytelling brand that he has, or actually, sorry, it's building a story brand. And it just really helps um, solidify like what you want to say to your market. Why are you saying it? Um, and building, not just like, you know, here's what I'm selling, buy it, but like, here's the why behind it. And here's like the story behind it and really making the brand something that people connect to. Yeah, those are both great books. Now, when did Cinder start and how, I mean, you spoke about it a little bit, but how are you guys differentiating from other accounting type platforms? You mentioned you're bringing in numbers. Is there anyone else doing that? Or I guess, what's the deal with that? Sure. I mean, a lot of apps that do like accounting, surely, I mean, we all know QuickBooks, Zero, et cetera. Uh, there are apps that do analytics. There are apps that do data synchronization. What's good about Cinder is that um, you can get all of this, you know, together. So Cinder can become like a single source of truth for you. And source of truth in our case is not just like you know a fancy word. It's like we really work with financial data. We really have not only access to 
the sales channel. So for example, to your Shopify or Amazon, we really have access to the payment gateway. So we know exactly, you know, how much was refunded, how much was paid. So the data we are working with, as we started with bookkeeping sphere, so we were really tailored at reconciliation, uh, which for, you know, for accounting, that's kind of zero cent difference. You know, it should be like 100% accurate. So for us, it's like a very, very, you know, a phrase that can really describe what Cinder does is like source of truth because we are based on financial data. I, so, I like that. I like that term, source of truth. And, and how long has Cinder been a source of truth? When did you guys start? Well, since 2018, I get or 17, I guess. Okay. Where, are you, where are you located? I saw on um, the website, it looks like a beach picture or something with your Cinder team. <laughs> That was one of our corporate parties, yeah. Um, we're the headquarters in um, San Francisco, uh, but we have like many departments across Europe, um, across America, because just because uh, we're working worldwide, so we kind of support 24-7 like uh, time zones. So that's why kind of we're quite widespread, which is really also quite fun. I mean, in terms of our team, so we meet a lot of people from many countries. And do you have a success story of a client who came to Cinder that you'd be able to share? Yeah, I guess, Melissa, maybe you can share one of the stories that, I mean, one of the use cases that we've, um, like, worked on. I mean, I think they're really, uh, really insightful. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had um, just recently, I mean, we've got we've got lots of different use cases. Um, some of those can be found also in the blog as well if people want to, like, dive a little bit deeper. But um I think um, just kind of a general success story that we hear time and again is, um, you know, people come to us with, you know, they're backdated two years of having not tracked any of their sales. They don't know what their fees are. You know, they're coming to us and it's like, can you help? And we do, um, we can we can go and do historical transaction sync and help people kind of get to, you know, today, get everything from the past situated and get them ready to move forward with um, categorizing and getting everything situated today. So we just recently had a customer that we helped get all of this, you know, um, back data for, it was literally, I think about two years, help pull that into the books and then, you know, help them to categorize. So they had some specific rules around, they needed to categorize, you know, certain items they were selling in one way. And we've got a really cool, um, it's called our, our smart rules engine. It's um, based on like, if this, then that, uh, you can really like tailor it to very, very specific. So if you need to track things like, you know, it's used a lot in like, for like Canadian provinces for taxes, um, for, you know, just labeling things a very specific way for your books. And um, I think one of the kind of, uh, I would say like overarching success stories um, for our team is our customer success agents. They are amazing at just helping people do all of this. So it's not, you don't, you know, sign up for Cinder and then you're on your own. Like you have somebody who's with you each step of the way and they will help you categorize those rules. They will help you get those historical transactions situated in your books. And um, so yeah, time and again, I mean, we've got, several and there's more in the works right now, but yeah, we do have those case studies on the blog too. So please uh, check those out. And how does your, how does the fee structure work? Does it, is it a retain, like a straight monthly retainer for everybody? Is it based on how many channels you're connecting to it? How, how does that work? Yeah. So it's uh, based on the number of transactions. So we have, um, transactions. 
Yeah. So we've got our sender sync product, which is how many um, transactions you're syncing to your books. So you can integrate, you know, various channels in that. And then we also have our sender insights uh, product, which this is that, you know, source of truth with uh, we've got a really cool dashboard. It shows you things like LTV, um, you know, new versus returning customers. Um, and so, you know, there's those two products, but um, it is based on the number of transactions that the client will be syncing. And then if they have historical transactions, those can actually be purchased as well. But um, so that because that's usually like a one time thing. And so it's based on what the number is that they have on a monthly basis. And I see you offer a seven day trial, but what are the tier? Like what's the lowest tier and what's the highest tier? The lowest one is nine bucks a month for like really beginning businesses for like nonprofits who don't really have a lot of, uh, you know, transactions going on. And the highest one, I mean, the, the regular highest one is like um, about $300. But well, the more there are, like, you know, custom pricing, obviously, for businesses who have like 10,000 transactions a month, you know, like 20, 40, 50,000 transactions. So can get really high. I mean, the, the number of transactions to process can get really high. And that's a good thing that, well, Cinder is ready to process these transactions. I mean. And we talked about it would be good for Amazon sellers or Shopify sellers. I mean, who do you find is the perfect client for, for Cinder? Um, so our perfect client is an e-commerce business, uh, usually that has multiple um, you know, channels that they're selling on. So we find a lot of our customers, you know, they might have their own store with like, you know, through Shopify, but then they're also selling on Amazon. Um, they are probably taking payments in several different ways. So perhaps, you know, on, you know, they're accepting, you know, obviously with Amazon, you've got Amazon pay, maybe they're doing something like Afterpay to give people a chance, you know, pay on time, maybe they've got PayPal. So our ideal client is kind of in that sphere of, you know, having all these multiple channels, um, typically, I mean, we love e-commerce businesses of any size. Typically our clients are in that two to $5 million revenue range. But of course we do have those plans for those newer businesses starting out and then going even beyond that as well. And how can an interested listener, perfect or not, find out more about working with you at Instagram? Um, so I would recommend going to our website, uh, synder.com. Um, from there, you can, there's, um, we've got landing pages on each of the different features. Um, but I, honestly, like, I think one of the best ways to learn about Cinder is to start that free trial, no credit card required. It's very simple to get started. You can actually log in with, if you have an Intuit account, Google, I mean, we make it very easy, just click and you're in. And then also I highly recommend signing up for a demo. We have free demos running every week where um, one of our uh, customer success specialists will actually walk users through how to use Cinder and answer their questions. And it's um, usually a fun time where people can, you know, not only see the product, but like ask very specific questions that they might have about their specific use case. And um, so, yeah. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? Just uh, like... Yeah, <laughs> maybe just like uh yeah keep even though it sounds you know very serious i mean all this kpis and metrics and accounting and reconciliation blah blah a lot of you know difficult adult words but well we still like to you know keep it fun so we really want everything to be um not easy but well once you integrate it just works um automatically so we really like to help with automation and make everything i mean all of this uh, complex things a bit, you know, a bit easier and a bit more fun. Great. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. Remember, 
If you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding connecting with Melissa or Polly or Cinder, you'll find links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at podcast.meetinchicklycount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and include each of their contact information. In case you would like any more information, any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. That's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.